Hello, family, and welcome back to ESP Speaks. It's always, always an honor to see you once again. My guest today, <laughs> she is a multi-titled author. She's a corporate trainer, a trained social worker, a Christian-based life coach, an entrepreneur, to say the least, and a minister of the gospel who has equipped her congregation with kingdom-based empowerment strategies for daily living. She's written countless books in several fields of health, human sciences, human services, women's ministry, young people's ministry, and men's ministry. She's the founder and CEO of Strategies for Empowered Living, Inc., which is a human development and training company that was established in 2000. In 2016, she stepped into a higher calling and was led to founding the Cassandra Mack Ministries, which is a non-denominational ministry. Please help me welcome my sister, my friend, Cassandra Mack. I'm so honored and humbled to be here with you, ESP. I am excited. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You're doing some amazing, amazing things with this show, and I'm glad to be part of it. Thank you so much, Pastor. Um, wow, I can't even begin to tell you how blown away I am that you are here. And Pastor, it's um, although our theme today is how to get back up when life knocks you down, there is a question that I want to ask you prior to us jumping into the broader scope of the interview. And that is, um, what has been your biggest challenge? Your, your greatest challenge with the people that you lead, your congregation, your clients, through this time of COVID, what, do you, what have you been up against for them emotionally? What have you been up against? I think the biggest challenge is mental health, right after physical health is mental health. And here's why. When you are in a pandemic, a pandemic is a global trauma. A global pandemic is a global trauma. And so many people don't even realize that they are in a state of psychological trauma where everything we've ever known has become unpinned. We call this a new normal, wearing a mask, uh, distancing ourselves, social distancing, not being able to gather. And we understand why we need to do this, but it does something to the psyche. And so the biggest thing is having a sense of hope for the future, not letting the fact that we got a social distance and this new normal bring us to a place where we have no hope. So it really is focusing on mental health and mental health is caring for your soul. It's soul care. Self-care is soul care. 
And so what we do in Cassandra Mac Ministries, particularly at Church by Home, what I do with a lot of people is we focus on care of the soul, the mind, getting our mind right, getting our emotions balanced, and making choices that lead to fruitful and positive outcomes. And so a lot of people are just in a state of trauma and don't even know it. And it really is a lot of undoing, unlearning, and learning how to navigate this new normal with resilience, with grace, with hope, with faith. Minister Mac, I see you as such a tremendous leader, and I am a part of your phone flock, as we shall say, <laughs> which is phenomenal because, as I said, this, this started prior to the pandemic. You were already doing this on Sunday mornings prior to the pandemic. I was recovering from several brain surgeries and you were there. I wasn't able to, to get up and go to church and having your ministry on the phones on Sunday morning enabled me to connect in a way that was just invaluable. Thank you so much and thank God for having you there. But I, I wanna tap into the wonderfulness, I think I just made up a word, <laughs> of your ministry. Tell us about your ministry first so that we can tap into the title with greater understanding after that. So can I just let you run with that one? Absolutely, absolutely. So ESP, Cassandra Mack Ministries is a non-denominal Christian ministry that brings the message of the kingdom in a practical, relevant way that deals with today's issues. It is really about using social media and all of the platforms that we have during today's times to help people of faith and people who are seeking, who are not quite sure, but they know that there's more to life than what they're currently experiencing. They're, they're looking for something, meaning, hope, uh, a, a sense of purpose, a sense of fulfillment. And so what we do at Cassandra Mac Ministries is through the various mediums, classes, church by phone service. We also have a Wednesday wellness call on Wednesdays where we focus on mental self-care through the scriptures. It's all about helping people develop tools, tips, and techniques to navigate the twists and turns of life with biblical wisdom, resilience, and grace. And I started church by phone a little over five years ago, and it wasn't even supposed to be church by phone, it just grew. It started out as a prayer call where I came together with about maybe five to seven people, and most of them were my family. And we, uh, we had a prayer call that we made open to the public and people just started joining. And then at the end of the prayer call, they were like, well, what are we doing next week? And I didn't even think that far ahead. I was just really going as the Holy Spirit led me. And so we had another prayer call. We called it 15 minutes of prayer. It wasn't the church by phone hour power. It was 15 minutes. Then it became 30 minutes of prayer. And then we kind of found our groove and it developed into the Sunday service hour power. And the beauty of our church by phone is that we have people who call from hospitals that are not able to get to church. We have people who are not mobile for various reasons and they're not able to get to a physical church because of uh, maybe a disability and they're able to call in by phone. We have people who have never stepped foot in the church. A lot of people who have suffered church hurt. They're like, I ain't going back. 
but they find their way to pick up that phone. We have people in the strip clubs. We have people uh, who were former gangbangers who are really learning the message of the kingdom, which is that God has a purpose and a plan for you and a hope and a future, and you are needed in love, bottom line. And so uh, that is why we do what we do. That is why I do what I do, because I believe, I believe, I believe that when we know who we are in God, we are able to face this world with confidence and courage. When we know who we are in God, we are able to let the petty slide and be like, you know what, that's not even worth my time. And we're able to focus on our focus so that we can do the things that we are called to do. When we know who we are in God, even when we come from families that may be dysfunctional or we've come from heavy traumatic situations, we are able to find that there is healing in the Bible. And so it's not so much about preachy, 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 but it really is about showing you who you really are so that for the first time you get a glimmer of that, you know what, I'm a person who is powerful and there's more to life than what I'm currently experiencing and I can do the things that I, I feel led to do. I can achieve my dreams and pursue my goals because I know who I am. And so that really is the thinking behind the whole ministry, just really leading people to Christ by showing them who they are. And it's about self-actualizing through Christ and the message of the gospel. And pastor, you really do provide tools because I have, I wonder if they, <laughs> I have, you have so many titles. You have Unleash Your Unstoppable. And this one was a wonderful tool for me. This one I enjoyed. And this was written for, let me see if I can get it in the camera. From the block to the boardroom, power tools, yes, right? Yes, yes, I. This was yes. wonderful in terms of the perspective of the Black man in the community mm -hmm. and what he's doing. So guys, you need to go out and get this one. This was also a biggie for me. I Speaking light into your, I am. Okay. Can we see it? Can we see it? Was it coming up? There you go. It's coming up. This was an important important tool for me as well. But you have so many titles. And one thing that I want to get to right off the top, because I spoke about this on last week's show, is your vision board series. Can you tell the family a little bit more about the vision board series? I think that's fabulous. And you do that, what, twice a year? Yeah, I do it a few times a year. So it is a vision board workshop where you actually think about the kind of life that you want to create, what it is that you want to do, be, and have in life. And then you cut out pictures and images and you create a visual roadmap to help you get from where you are to where you want to be. And it's interesting because the Bible in the book of Habakkuk tells us to write the vision, make it plain, so that anyone who reads it can run with it. And when you create a vision board, you are essentially mapping out your vision. You're writing it through pictures and you're making it clear. Because if you don't have a vision for your life, it's hard to have hope. If you don't have a vision for your future, it is hard to feel good about yourself. Especially if you are in a dark place, you need to have a vision to be able to say, it's not always going to be this way. One day, I'm going to do ABC and then you can fill in the blanks. You know, one day... I'm going to start my business. One day I'm going to write a book. And then you move from one day to actually putting a date to it. And so in the vision board workshop, we really teach people 
how to use your imagination. And here's the thing about vision that people don't understand in terms of what a vision truly is. A vision is a supernatural illustration of something yet to be manifested within a specific time frame, utilizing the inner resources of your imagination and creativity. Wow. Every thing. Pastor, 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 wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You gotta, you gotta go back and slow that one down. Let, let's piece that one out because that was big. Give mm -hmm. us that one again. I'm going to give it to you again. I'm going to give it to you in pieces. And then I'm going to give you an example. Yes. So a vision is a supernatural illustration. Let's start there. It is above the five senses. So when you have a vision in your mind's eye, let's say of uh, graduating from college, uh, pursuing a degree as an attorney, let's say that that's your vision. You can't physically touch it, see it, taste it with your five senses but you see it clearly in your mind's eye. You can clearly see yourself walking across the stage in your purple, blue, or yellow cap and gown, accepting your diploma. Why can you see that? Because it is an above the natural, above the five physical senses illustration. It is a concept that is illustrated to you that is above the five senses that has yet to be manifested. So it hasn't happened yet, but it's going to happen in four years if you put in the work. And then it utilizes the power of your imagination. Now, imagination is two words, image and nation. So there's a world in your mind that starts with an image. So it utilizes the power of imagination and creativity. So when you're studying to become a lawyer or a doctor, or you're taking your trucker's license and you're studying for that, you are utilizing the resources of your creativity and your imagination. When you started ESP Speaks, you had a vision. Even if we don't have all the pieces, you had an idea of something you wanted to birth within a specific time frame, and you are living your vision now. Every created thing, from our cell phones, to the hoodie I'm wearing, to the couch, the, the chair, started out as a vision in somebody's mind. Every bridge, every building, Every house, every chair, everything starts out as a vision in somebody's mind. And so I really teach people in the vision board workshop to understand that just because your life hasn't come together yet doesn't mean it's not possible for you. Because if you have a vision in your mind, what you have within your arsenal is an above the natural illustration of something that you were going to manifest in a specific time frame, be it six months, a year, two years, as long as you put in the work. So Pastor, could you tell us a little more about your inspirational products that get me through my morning? Because, you know, with my cup, I can't get through the morning without my cup. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, I believe in the power of words and words are instrumental. They're so instrumental that, you know, we're either speaking life or we're speaking death. And so I created this inspirational line where we have hoodies like the hoodie I'm wearing today. We have mugs, we have t-shirts that have a variety of inspirational and motivational sayings to help you keep your mind right, get yourself in a better frame of mind and to give you some positive focus to focus on things that lift you up. And so, for example, 
The hoodie I'm wearing today says, remember who you are. You are loved, capable, valuable. And when you're wearing a hoodie like this that says, remember who you are, you're loved, you're capable, you're valuable, you're resilient. We all have those days when we feel like life has knocked us down. We all have those days where it is a struggle just to get it together. We all have those days where we are thrown for a loop because things happen and come at us that we were not pre uh, prepared for and we have to adjust ourselves. And it's easy to get into a space of complete overwhelm. But when you remember who you are, when you remember that you were capable Whatever it is that's coming at you, you are capable of handling it. You were capable of getting through it. You were capable of figuring out a way or allowing God to make a way. These affirmational and inspirational products serve as reminders. So it's not just a product, but it is really wearing positive affirmations. The Bible tells us that with our tongue, we're either speaking life or speaking death. And so this allows you to not only speak life, but to wear life. Mm. Mm. Okay. Hadn't thought of it like that before. We're life. All right. All right. So you touched on something again. We're, we're coming back. That theme is ringing through how to get back up when life knocks you down. You said it again. Mm -hmm. So are you saying it because we need to keep coming back to it and dealing with it with it? Or are you saying it because it's a part of the whole scheme of things that you're creating these products for, or both? It's a little bit of both. Okay. And the thing is, the longer you keep living, no matter who you are, no matter how well adjusted we think we are, no matter what we've achieved, what we've accomplished, no matter where we went to school, doesn't matter your culture, doesn't matter how many degrees you have, we will all go through experiences in life that could knock us down. For some, it's a financial knockdown. For some, it is a mental knockdown. For some, it is emotional knockdown, like when you are grieving and your heart is broken, or you're grieving the loss of someone who died and you're wondering, how am I going to, how am I going to open up my eyes and move on with my life? Whether it is you are struggling financially and when you look at the month, you're like, dang, there's more month at the end of the month than money. How am I going to pay these bills? How am I going to keep these lights on? Whether you've been deeply betrayed by a friend and you were like, yo, I thought this was my A1 from day one and this chick is sitting here being my biggest hater. Mm. That's a knockdown. It's a knockdown. There are many ways that we're knocked down. But the thing is, we can't stay down. We can't stay down. And so when life knocks you down, you have got to make the choice to get back up. And I want to share two very specific strategies. But before I share the strategies, I want to take you to a story in the Bible of a paralyzed man. And this paralyzed man was at the pool of Bethesda. And so the pool of Bethesda was called the Sheep's Gate Pool. And during that time, that was the time where people who uh, were basically on their last straw, it would have been like what we consider a tent city today. And so there were a multitude of sick people and Jesus happened to be passing by. And 
Jesus asked him a very poignant question. He saw him in the condition, saw that this man was not moving. And so paralyzed is, is both figurative and liter liter literal in terms of you're not moving forward in life figuratively. You're stuck. You can't seem to put your hand to your joy, your peace of mind. You can't seem to put your hand to the business you want to start, your goals, your dreams. So it is not only a physical paralysis that stops you in your tracks physically, but it is a psychological and a spiritual uh, paralysis. And so Jesus sees this man in his condition and he asks him a poignant question. He says to this man, do you want to be made well? Because sometimes when life knocks us down and we've been down for a long time, because see this man who was at the pool of Bethesda, he was at the pool of Bethesda for 38 years. He was in the same place for nearly four decades of his life with no movement, no progress, no forward motion. And there are so many people like that paralyzed man at the pool of Bethesda, where whether it is the pandemic that knocked them down or something else, and there's no movement in their life. They're living, but they're like the walking dead. They're living, but they're like existing and not really living. And so he's in the same place for nearly four decades of his life. And Jesus asked him, do you want to be made well? And you would think because he was knocked down, so to speak, for nearly four decades of his life, you would think the answer would be a resounding yes, but that wasn't his answer. He said, I have no one to put me in the pool. Mm. And when I try to get to the pool, someone always jumps ahead of me. In other words, they won't let me and I have no options. Mm. And so you mean to tell me for 38 years, you didn't meet not one person who's willing to help you. See, sometimes we become so invested in our victim story that it paralyzes us psychologically. And we say things like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me as believers, but yet we ain't operating in our Christ consciousness and our power. It's got to start with a choice. And so Jesus asked him a poignant question. Jesus does not lay hands on him. They don't do no backflips. They don't run around three times with the purple cloth. He simply says, do you want to be made well? Now, the man says, I have no one to put me in the pool, and somebody always jumps in front of me. Jesus didn't even entertain him in a conversation about his victimhood. Jesus gave him a very clear directive. He said, arise, pick up your bed, and walk. Hmm. And so when life knocks us down, it is really about a three-step process that is illustrated in this story. Step one, you got to arise. Something within you has got to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. You got to be sick and tired and say, you know what, self? I got to do better than this. And sometimes you got to learn how to talk to yourself because your mind will take you in a million directions and your emotions will take you to your crazy place if you allow it. And so there's got to be a time when even depressed that you say, you know what? I haven't showered in three weeks. I'm smelling myself. I'm killing the cats and the dogs. They done fell out because the stinks so bad. I got to do better than this. And this shows us when you begin to say things like you're, when you begin to say things to yourself, like I've got to do better than this. This shows you how powerful you are because who's doing the talking and who's doing the listening? Are there two of you? No, it is your spirit man telling your mind, get up and, get, and get, get it together. And so we've got to arise. 
something has to click where you say, if I continue on this path, it's not going to get any better. Nobody is going to come and bring in my happiness, my peace, and my joy on a silver platter. I have got to arise. And so he says to the man at the pool of Bethesda, Jesus says, arise. That's the first instruction. Arise means to get up quickly. Like when you tell your kids, rise and shine, there's no time to play. I need you to get up now. There's no time to overanalyze it. There's no time to be stuck in analysis paralysis. There's no time to overthink it. You have got to get up and move and do something differently. Because if you stay where you are, it'll kill you psychologically. And so he says to him, arise. And then he tells him, pick up your bed. That's the second step. And so that means there are no excuses. This man had a bed with him. He had a mat with him. He had to take it with him. And so sometimes you might be struggling with depression. You're going to have to pick up the bed of depression and put one foot in front of the other because depression ain't going nowhere. And so you're going to have to figure out how do I manage life with depression? It's possible to do both. I can see a therapist so that I have a safe place to un uh, unpack. I can receive medication if needed. There's no shame in getting help. There's no shame in that. There's no shame in getting what you need to manage the things you were managing. If you were a diabetic, you would take your insulin. So think of psychological medication as medication for the organ of the brain. And so he says, pick up your bed. And so sometimes we got to pick up the pieces of our life, even though we don't know what the future holds, what it's going to look like when we get there, and we don't even have a plan. Sometimes it's that real, but you still got to pick up your bed, whether it is a bed of depression, a bed of grief, a bed of anxiety, a bed of childhood wounds, because you can't stop living because life knocked you down. Every day that you were blessed with an opportunity to wake up and breathe, you got to live like you needed. So he says to the man, arise, pick up your bed, no excuses. And so it's interesting because the fact that Jesus tells this man to pick up his bed, we know that he had the potential and the capacity to do it. Hmm. And so sometimes we don't believe in ourselves. We don't believe that we can make it through the grief. We don't believe us, and we're grieving on so many levels. Just thinking about this whole pandemic, we're grieving the loss of life. A lot of us have lost people close to us and just seeing the death toll over the past two years that does something to the mind. So on top of the global trauma that we're experiencing as a community, as a society, as a world, we're also grieving. But you still got dreams. You still got to find a way to love. You still got to find a way to live. You got to pick up that bed. And then there's one last step. You're going to have to walk. He says to the man at the pool of Bethesda, arise, pick up your bed and walk. You've got to put one foot in front of the other and make the decision, I choose to live. I'm bruised. I'm battered. I'm beaten up. I've got baggage but I choose to live. Ain't nobody perfect. I can't worry about who's whispering, who's looking at me, who ain't for me, who don't like me. I, I can't worry about that. I got to live. I got to pick up my bed and walk. Don't worry about my bed. You got your own bed. Pick mm. up your bed and walk. Mm, 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 mm. Analysis paralysis, Pastor. Ladies and gentlemen, family, we are here with Cassandra 
Mack of Cassandra Mack Ministries and Empowered Strategies for Living. We're going to have to take a quick break because I'm overly involved. In fact, we're on, we're on the Pastor Mac show right now because I got... <laughs> I kind of just got absorbed in everything, but we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment with ESP Speaks. Sandra Mac show right now. <laughs> You're listening to ESP and I have one of my most dynamic favorite individuals on with me today. You notice I'm just easing back and letting her run with it because there's so much power in what she has to say. There's so much energy. And I think that you needed that infusion with all the craziness that's happening with COVID and the depression and the mental illness and the inoculation, we just need something energetic and someone energetic to deliver to us today. So I'm not gonna talk too much. I'm just gonna ease back and let's come back to Pastor Mac. We, and now these principles that she's speaking about. So here I am, I'm gonna shut up. Pastor Mac, it's all yours. Absolutely. So. The story I shared, I want to just kind of clarify, the principles are universal, regardless of what your faith is or what your beliefs are. The three steps can uh, be enacted no matter who you are. It is about arising. You have to rise up from whatever uh, is, has knocked you down. It, it's a mental rising. It is an emotional rising. It is a rising in terms of the choice. I choose to rise, kind of like Maya Angelou's poem, and yet I still rise, right? And then you got to pick up your bed. Your bed represents whatever is keeping you down and holding you back. And so that is the second step. You've got to pick that up. So sometimes it's our mindset. Sometimes what's holding us back is what will people think? Sometimes what's holding us back is self-doubt. We don't believe that we have what it takes 
to uh, rise above the situation. And then we have to walk. And walk is simply about choosing to put one foot in front of the other and give life your best shot. And that doesn't matter what your beliefs are. And interestingly enough, in our Sunday service, church by phone service, although we, uh, although the teachings are biblical based, so we teach from a biblical based perspective. Interestingly enough, we have people who are Muslim who come. We have people who are Jewish. We have people who are agnostic. We have people who don't know what they are, don't have any kind of claims to anything, but they're utilizing the biblical principle because these are because these are principles that are timeless, that are universal principles. So they're utilizing the principles to really empower themselves and be all that they can be. Where can they find you? When are you on on Sunday mornings? And once again, the websites, because we have two major websites, and we also have the ministry website, which has the gear and the cups and the clothing, and you're just well-rounded. <laughs> well, so absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, ESP. So the hub for everything is CassandraMacMinistries.com. That'll take you to my corporate website. That'll take you to the merchandise, the books, the products. So you can get to everything from CassandraMacMinistries.com. If you'd like to try out church by phone, come for a visit. All you need is a phone. And uh, the information for that is at CassandraMacMinistries.com. And that happens every Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And again, CassandraMacMinistries.com is the hub. Before we go. There is one, actually it's two, but my big, big yearly event of yours that I look forward to, I, because of COVID, we haven't been able to do it the past couple of years, grab a girlfriend and go. Yeah, yeah, Are we yeah. planning to have one this year? You know, it's really a wait and see, depending on what's happening in New York City. And, uh, you know, kind of like a wait and see. I am hoping to bring it back soon. People have been asking. And the Gravel Girlfriend and Go Walk is an annual walk that I do to bring women together from all walks of life to focus on self-care. And traditionally, we have uh, done the walk every September because September is National Self-Care Month to focus on self-care. You know, as women, we spend an upwards of 70% of our time taking care of everybody else, the kids, the boss, the uh, partner. And oftentimes it is at the expense of our own self-care. And I created that walk many years ago to really get women, myself included, to focus on what do I need to do to make sure that I am keeping my own cup full so that I can give from my overflow rather than operating on E and giving from my reserves. So, Pastor Mac, before we tie things up, is there anything that you want to say to the family as a final word? Absolutely. I want to say to you, thank you again, ESP, for having me on this show. I so look forward to it. To those of you who are watching, I want to say thank you for tuning into this show. Thank you for being part of our day today. And I would leave you with one last tip because something that you did ask that kind of stayed with me was, how do you stay up? How do you stay up? And I just wanna uh, leave with that. 
And the way that you stay up is you shift why me into what now? So a lot of times, right, when life knocks us down and we just can't figure out how to get back up, we're stuck in why me? Like, why did I have to be the one to get the report from the doctor that says breast cancer? Why did I have to be the one who has to bury my child? I thought I would outlive my child. Why me? It's life is not fair. It's not fair. Why I gave the best years of my life and this person left me as if I meant nothing to them. Why me? And if you stay in why me, you'll stay down. And so the way that you begin to not only pick yourself back up, but stay up is you breathe, you take life one day at a time and you shift why me to what now? So what now may be now I think I need to get myself into therapy. What now may look like now I think I need to find a support group with other people who understand my grief. What now may be now I may need to tell myself the truth about my emotional overspending so that I don't find my credit cards dangerously close to the limit. So it really is beginning to get honest with yourself and changing every why me into what now. And that's how we stay up. And it's a daily thing. It's a one day at a time thing. Mm. Family, you got to do the work. You got to do the work. Why me? What now? Pastor, it has been a joy, a privilege. Thank you so much. For oh, this. humble. Thank you. It's been a joy for me, too. And we hope you'll come back really soon to let us know if there's anything new or anything that, when, when is your next vision board? I, I would love to come back soon. Absolutely, I'd love to come back. And so our next event, we're planning a couple of events, but the next thing that we're doing is we're doing a 40 day fast from negativity. It's a 40 day fast from negativity. And the information will be up on the website sometime in February. We're going to launch it uh, in February and we're going to take 40 days to give up negative thinking, negative emotions. And what's going to happen is you sign up on the website, Cassandra Mac Ministries, to join the 40 day fast from negativity. And when the fast starts each morning, you'll get a tip from me that'll tell you how to fast from a particular negative thought. And so that's the next uh, thing that we're doing as, uh, as a community. I'm looking forward to that. Family, family, family. Once again, thank you for joining us. We're gonna be putting up all of the information that Pastor stated during the broadcast. We'll also be putting you in contact with her website so you can look at her books and all of the information. And please do take a moment and check out the service on Sunday morning. It might uplift you in a way that you never even expected. We're here for you. We love you. And remember this, we don't think you're ordinary. We believe you're extraordinary. We'll see you next time on ESP Speaks.